Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us here on the BetUS NBA show. Kate, Chris, and Alex here with you to preview game three of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. But before we do, gentlemen, it's been a few days. Alex, how's the week been going? Pretty smooth. A lot of tennis going on. It's grass season. I love grass tennis. It's just, it's a lot more fun. And I'm just trying to fill the hours and trying to just enjoy the last little bits of basketball we have before we get to just the awful month of July and August where it's just baseball. Oh, yuck. So baseball worked out pretty well for me last night. I went to the Sox game, but the Sox beat the Dodgers. Fantastic uh, pitching by Michael Kopech. So got the win there. Chris, how's your week been? Oh man, it's been kind of going slow. I guess I'm I'm ready for some more NBA action. I'm I'm betting baseball as well. It's up and down. Had a three and one night last night, but I gotta say, uh, yeah. But that's been a huge aberration for me, and not, not a lot of success early so far in this uh, baseball season. But at least I hear that that's the case for a lot of people. That's that's baseball at first, you know, kind of have to get your grounding with the betting and uh, with the expectations for these teams. But I'm excited that it's game three, uh, obviously a crucial game, uh, and now it's best of five series. Back to Boston. Let's get to it. I'm excited to be here, guys. Let's get to it. Won't waste any more time. Jumping into this one, Warriors in Boston tonight. Celtics are the favorite at home. They're laying three and a half. Total here, they're laying four, rather. Total here is 213 and a half. Things are ticking up quite a bit. Uh, the total's kind of been all over, in the all over the place. Dropped down to 212. Now we're back up to 213. Series is tied 1-1. So, Alex, what is your play in this game? I like the under here quite a bit. It's It's been a play for me in the series, you know, most games. Game one, I did go a little bit over there just simply because, you know, thought about the chances of a blowout and stuff. And it's tough. You kind of have an anchoring bias coming into these playoff series. If As someone that likes to run a model and looks at a lot of numbers, they don't really change that much game to game. So continue to like the under, not only just, you know, kind of from the numbers perspective, but as I look at the matchup in general, I mean, last game we saw a really low-scoring affair, even though the pace actually got up to over a 98 in that particular game. Um, you know, the first game was only around 94. We saw the shooting come back down to earth for Boston, a little bit for Golden State, and things just generally evened out. Now, I don't think we're going to have maybe another 195-point game, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we do. Um, the only thing I'm nervous about at this point is it's maybe we get an overtime here. It's an overly contentious game late. Instead of grinding things out, we see teams, you know, pushing, and maybe there's, just, there's a lot of foul calls tonight or something like that. Um, wonder what kind of impact the officiating crew will have tonight. It's always hard to tell. But And, and the other concern is the market has gone against us. Um, it's the total, like you said, it went from 212 for just a little bit, but looks like maybe that was a little bit of a head fake here to get a better number, pushing it from 212 and a half down to 212. We're up to 213 and a half right now, and it looks like it's going to continue to tick up. The juices I'm seeing on the over continues to go. And the, um, the market's been sharp on these totals. They bet the over in the first game that cash, they bet the under in the second game that cash. So maybe I'll get lucky and uh, go against the flow this time. You mentioned that maybe we'll see more fouls in this game, wondering kind of how the refs are going to um, play this game in Boston. But so far, the refs have been letting them play. Only 35 total foul calls in game two, 29 in game one, and only 51 combined points in both of those games from the free throw line. So I'm with you, Alex. I'm going to take the under in this one, um, thinking that we might see a similar storyline in which the refs are letting these two teams play. And, and that... Um, not necessarily speeds the game up, but obviously doesn't allow a whole lot of shots from the free throw line. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, been 
subpar, I would say. Clay Thompson actually not that great at all, but Jordan Poole got going a little bit in that last game. But for Clay Thompson to get going in the series, I think he will at some point, but probably not in on the road. First game on the road for the Warriors since May 24th and only their fourth road game uh, since May 4th. So Warriors haven't been a great road team thus far. Clay Thompson needs to get his shooting going at some point, but I just don't know if it's their first game on the road in, in weeks. Uh, and then following games where Boston's had more than 15 turnovers, they are 14-6 and six to the under. They had 19 turnovers in game two, so I expect them to clean that up quite a bit and uh, not allow many easy transition baskets for the Warriors. So I'm with you, Alex. I like the under in this one, 213.5 right now. We'll see if that even ticks up a little higher and, and get a little bit better number there. Chris, what is your play? Yeah, I think you guys are definitely on the right side with the under. Um, you know, we've seen it in those first two games that the referees are allowing these players to play, like you said, Kate. Uh, now, I, I'm a little concerned that that might change in this game, especially, you know, there, there has to be a circle around Draymond Green a little bit. I mean, his, his name has just been spoken, you know, so much over the past few days and some of the things that apparently he got away with. I mean, I don't know how much I can look into that because the Celtics are usually the really physical team. So, you, you know, you can't complain about that if that's your – um, MO to bring that every game, right? And I don't know if Draymond's going to stop. Uh, but that being said, as long as he doesn't get technical fouls and kicked out of the game, uh, you know, hopefully he, he stays in there and he plays with the same tenacity because the Warriors need that. And I, I, I agree with Alex said about the, the pace, too. I mean, the pace only has to slow down a little bit more. Um, I expect the Celtics to be the aggressor from the beginning of this game. It's something I've talked about all week. When the Celtics are not the aggressor to start the game and they you know, uh, get punched in the mouth, so to speak, uh, you know, they tend to fold a little bit. They tend to tighten up on offense, go back to more iso ball. They kind of lose their identity. Uh, and I think it's really important at home, especially how that last game ended, right? The Celtics basically gave up in the second half. Uh, I expect them to be really buttoned up. That's what they've done. They've showed us they can do that time and time again. They've never lost two, two games in a row in the postseason. Uh, they rarely lost two games in a row in the regular season. Uh, and they're a team that usually responds. They're beating teams by a margin of, uh, I think it's either 13. This is a big, I got to check my Twitter now, guys. We're going live on Twitter because I can't say this stat wrong. Uh, but the, the Celtics, after a loss, uh, they won by an average mar margin of 13.2 points in the next game. So they're not only, only winning, but they're winning by great margin. Uh, so I just expect to see the best version of the Celtics tonight. I think this is, of any game in this series, we're probably going to see the best version of them. You know, Ime Yudoka, he gets three days to prepare his team. I know two days in between, but three days theoretically if you count the hours. Uh, and uh, So the Celtics should be very prepared, very buttoned up for this. They are at home. It's a high-pressure environment always in the NBA Finals. It's going to be even more pressure being the favorite at home, but I think they handle it well from the very start and try to overwhelm Golden State. So I'm going to go with the Celtics in the first quarter. Agree with the total game uh, over, but I would look to bet maybe if you want a, a contrarian angle to that under or maybe a hedge. Those third quarters, we know Golden State's going to attack, and they're going to try to increase the pace. Total still around 52 for the third quarter. So maybe especially if this game starts off really slow, like I expected to as well, maybe a nag or nab the um, third quarter over or third quarter with the Warriors once again, because why not? Uh, but I think this is all Celtics tonight, guys. I think Celtics take first quarter, first half, you name it. Uh, I would just rather take the first quarter in a hot start. Yep, I would agree. I like the first, well, your first quarter. I also like the first half. I believe they're minus two and a half in that first half. 
Alex, game one was Celtics. Well, Celtics in the fourth quarter. They won that one. Game two, pretty much all Golden State. So postseason's all about adjustments. What adjustments do the Warriors have to make to, I guess, play a similar game to game two or avoid what happened in game one? I talked about the adjustment that the Warriors needed to kind of thread the needle of playing better on defense but keeping the pace high, and that's exactly what they were able to do. If this game gets to be slow, I think things get a little bit ugly. If they're not able to shoot enough threes, they don't necessarily make enough. Boston likes a nice, slow, ugly game here. So if you're Golden State, you want to come out here and you know have a, have a decent first quarter. You don't want to go into halftime down too many points if you're down at all. And just make sure the pace is high. Make sure that you know Steph is getting looks, and if Boston's getting to the line, so are you. Um, Golden State sometimes can really slow down in their fervor to attack the basket and if Boston gets out here maybe a little home court whistle again Chris mentioned they're talking about Draymond they're going to be watching out to see who he tries to tackle tonight and there's going to be more foul calls so Golden State's got to try to you know mitigate that a little bit and attack the basket so curious to see if they can do that yeah Draymond Green's pulling down Jalen Brown's pants he's setting like like three moving screens I, I in a row that. I do stuff like that you do stuff like that? Okay, so we'll have to keep an eye on you as well. They don't record me playing basketball. If the ref's not looking, I don't <laughs> Do you also just bulldoze yourself down down the middle, setting screens like he did in that video that went kind of viral? No, we call moving screens. Um, okay. When we play basketball, it's not whatever the NBA's version is yeah. of screening, which involves running at someone with both hands out. Um, so <laughs> you try to stick to the old school definition of having your feet set. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we we need to get some footage of the Celtics in the previous series, maybe in the regular season, and, and you know how how physical they can be. I mean, we you know we can't just call out. I know that everyone's like, you know, you you either on one side of Twitter and like everyone's attacking Draymond stop, or you're on the other side and you just can't stand Draymond. But until if if the refs aren't going to call the fouls, you know, he is the enforcer for that team, right? And he has to set a precedent there that you're not going to bully the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know, and for what it's worth, one of the adjustments that I think the Celtics are going to have to really uh, have in this game is they were not successful in the paint uh, at all in game two, in the low mid-range, mid-range. Uh, and, and that's not, you know, that's not something that's that crazy, actually. I mean, the Warriors have been a very good paint defense all year. They're not talked about as much. Obviously, we think about the Boston Celtics in that category because of how big they are. And, you know, players like Robert Williams three and the way that he can roam. Uh, but as long as Golden State can keep the Celtics on the perimeter, make them shoot shoot those longer balls, you know, I, I don't think they're as skilled as the Warriors are from the outside shooting-wise. Uh, so, you know, I think that's advantage Golden State. But like I said, and to all of our points, Draymond Green is going to have a target on his back now, and I think they're going to probably try to attack him early to try to get him into foul trouble. Yeah, talking about points in the paints, Warriors 40-24 to 24 in Game 2. Yikes. Yeah, Celtics need to make a few adjustments there. Uh, so for official plays for this game, Chris is going to play the Celtics first quarter minus one and a half. Alex and I are both taking the under 213. And we will turn to some questions here. Mark Holmes wants to know, what do you think about Clay Thompson under 19 and a half? Clay's going to go go off at some point, but to my point earlier, I just don't think this is the game that it's going to happen being on the road. Warriors don't play that great on the road. Alex, you agree with me? I'm happy to continue to bet Clay Enders because the reason they keep hanging this number high is exactly what we talked about, Kate. There's this belief that he's going to come out of nowhere and have 30 points one night. I'd happy to take anybody's money on Clay doesn't have 30-plus points in the series. I, just, I don't see it. He looks slow. He's a little bit shorter than everybody out there. It's just He just is not getting the opportunities, and 
you look at it, six or 14, four for 19 in the first two games. I don't think it's going to get any better on the road for him. So happy to keep taking Clanders. And I guess if he has 30 points, what do do? Losing by one is the same as losing by, you know, 18. So, you know, 15, 11, what the heck? Is it going to keep hanging close to 20? I'll keep taking unders. Chris, you agree? I um, don't necessarily agree. I'll put it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll play contrarian here because – uh, Clay Thompson has averaged nearly 20 points per game in the playoffs on the road. Um, so he does show up a little more on the road. And I do think, you know, the Warriors, they, they need his steady hand, a steady shot at some points on the road, right? When it, where obviously they don't play as well on the road. You know, maybe Steph Curry's on the bench, et cetera. Now, do I think Clay Thompson is prime Clay Thompson? Absolutely not. You can, you can tell that he's slower. You can tell that he's not the same, quite the same guy. But he is shooting the ball. I mean, he is getting his shots off. Uh, and, you know, as long as he's almost taking 20 shots per game, eventually they're going to start to drop. I mean, the guy hasn't lost his, you know, assassin-like uh, precision with his shooting. So uh, I do think we're going to see a game where Clay goes off or, you know, and by go off, I mean like over 25 points. Uh, I don't know if this is the spot, though. Like, you know, that's the tough part, right? I, I would probably say it's probably going to be game four. Uh, if he has another slow game, expect the Warriors to lose. They're going to need that second player to step up, and if it isn't Jordan Poole, then maybe it's going to be Clay. But it's you know hard to pick these spots, but Clay will have a spot most likely in this series where he does have a really good game. I thought yeah, if you want to play, if you want to play Clay overs, just play alt overs because if it is, he's going to pop like that. But maybe that's part of the reason we're getting a good number here, Chris. You said twenty points a game on the road, but. The defenders yeah. in Dallas, Memphis, and Denver are not nearly what we're looking at here tonight. So I'm um, happy to keep taking the unders. And again, if you want to go over, just go way over. I thought it was interesting in game two, Steve Kerr left Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole in quite a bit longer than Steph Curry, some of the other Andrew Wiggins. Uh, kind of, it seemed like to get those two going a little bit more, get them more shots, just more comfortable in this series. Jordan Poole, I guess it, it worked a little bit. I guess that was more so early in the first first half. But uh, so maybe that will do something positive for Clay tonight. Who knows? Another question, uh, Tatum. Points, rebounds, assists, over, under, 40 and a half tonight. Terrible game in game one, bounce back game in game two. Chris, what do you think? This is my spot to say it. Uh, you know, Jason Tatum, he plays with that Mamba mentality, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex hates that. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he's trying to at least. You know, he's wearing the shorts. He's wearing the shirt. It's a little much, uh, to be honest with you. If I, I mean, in my opinion, it's a little much. You know, you, you're going to have to get to, a, uh, you know, I don't know, over, over a decade worth of great performances to get to where Kobe is. But let's not talk about Kobe. Alex is going to leave the show. Um, I, I do, this is probably the spot for Jason Tatum to go off as well. Uh, you saw in game two, he came out very aggressive. He was really good in game two at first and then just slowed down. And the Golden State Warriors offense kind of shook him and shook the entire offense of the Celtics. But now he's at home, right? And if he gets off to a hot start, if the crowd gets involved, I think this is a great game for Tatum. You know, props of all kinds, uh, probably to take him. And, you know, associated assistant points is probably a good idea because we've seen that Tatum is ready and willing to dish out that ball if he's not scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his plus-minus in Game 2 was not that great, although he did score a little bit more in Game 1. Alex, would you take the over-under on his points, rebounds, assists? 
I missed most of what Chris said for my own yeah. sanity, but I yes. think that it's a pretty good number. Um, I think it's just going to be an ugly game, but because you get the rebounds and stuff, maybe over is an okay look. If you're looking for a Celtic, I like Marcus Smart. This looks like a great spot for Marcus Smart tonight. I've got his points over, a couple alt overs there, and his three points over tonight. I just He generally plays much better at home. I think that some of the adjustments the Warriors have made are going to leave him with some more shots open tonight. And again, it's, we'll be back in Boston tonight. So if you're looking for a Celtic, I'll take some smart overs. Alex, in our last show prior to game two, uh, you mentioned Al Horford's points were sitting at 11 and a half, and that seemed fairly low. And you were correct. He just had an awful game in game two. Do you think he bounces back tonight? It should be a little bit better for him for sure. It's, Again, whenever you're at home, the role players tend to step up. And not that I'm totally writing off game two, but if you look at things, I mean, Boston really took their foot off their gas in the fourth quarter. You pull up that box score. There's a lot of guys who got minutes who might not play for the rest of the series. So, you know, only four field goal attempts in 28 minutes the last game. Um, definitely a little bit of an outlier, but kind of similar again to, you know, what we talked about with Clay Thompson. If he goes over, he's going way over. So look for alt overs or look for alt unders because it's you know generally feast or famine with him. Chris, uh, another question here. Warriors got the calls, I'm assuming, in Golden State those first two games. Do you think that switches uh, in Boston's house for these next two? I mean, thank you for giving me this question first. Um, <laughs> listen, the home whistle is a thing. That's a thing for sure, right? I mean, it, it's kind of it's human nature, right? Refs are responding to the crowd. They don't want to be booed every 10 seconds. So I'm sure that's a thing. But uh, first of all, Mr or Mrs. Freemind, thank you for your question. I love that you're asking us questions, so we, we really appreciate that. But second of all, I have to check you on this. Uh, the Warriors only had three more free throws than the Celtics in game two. It's not like the free throw disparity we saw when the Celtics went against the Heat, where the Celtics got 203 free throws in that series and the Heat got 143. And that's a disparity. Uh, I don't think that the whistle was that uneven or unfair. Again, this is physical. This is the NBA Finals. But to our listeners' point, uh, it is going to be a home whistle. And, and, and like I said before, I do think that there's going to be um, a target on Draymond Green. So I would expect more for the Celtics. But, you know, I, th I think the Celtics need to stop depending on free throws. They're, gonna, they're just going to have to win the game. You know, and they're going to have to punch back. So we don't have any plays on the full game tonight. Alex, what is your prediction on the full game? Would you lay the points with Boston or take them with uh, Golden State? I still think that the number's a little bit short here on Boston. Again, I came into the series thinking there was value on Boston the first game, the second game, and I continue to see it here tonight. I think they're just the better team top to bottom. And, you know, if they're at home, they can play solid defense. And I think that, you know, we talk about fouls a lot. I think that we'll see more fouls tonight. But as Chris mentioned, I think it'll continue to be pretty even. And that just leads to, I think, a better flow for how Boston wants to play. A little more time to set up on defense, a little bit less you know, run and gun, and, you know, maybe the pace keeps down a little bit. So I like Boston here. If I had to pick a side, I'll lay the points with the Celtics. I would also agree. I would lay the points with the Celtics as well. Chris, what would you take? Yeah, I would lay the points with the Celtics too. Wouldn't it be surprising to me at all if it was a double-digit win? Um, I mean, I think I think the series is just going to be a complete roller coaster. You know, these teams, they kind of let down after a good performance and then they play really well after a bad performance. I mean, that that's kind of how both these teams have been so far in the NBA playoffs. So I would not be surprised then if the Warriors took game four. Yeah. Uh, last question here. Curry's points or threes? 
What would we take? He's had two pretty strong performances in terms of points. I only bet Curry props one way. Unders, I know. I mean, the the one thing that's good about his prop going over tonight is he's going to actually play in the fourth quarter probably tonight, right? I, I, I doubt the Warriors are going to have a 30-point lead. And, I mean, he was close to scoring 30 points. Um, how many points did he score in game two? I, I forget. But 29, I believe. Yeah. 34 yeah, um, game one, 29 game two. Right. And and if the Warriors are chasing, then he's probably going to be launching that ball up a little more than usual. Um, but if if he does have a down night against the Celtics defense, I love him to have a great game in game four. Bounce back games for the entire team, possibly, for Steph Curry, possibly. Seems like that's how this series is going to go. All right, here are our best bets for today. Alex and I both on the same side. We are playing the under at 213. Chris playing the first quarter, Boston minus one and a half. And um, we all agree Boston is the right side tonight to land the three and a half, not an official play, but that's where we would all lean um, if we needed to make a pick. Here we are there, first quarter Celtics and unders for Alex and I. All right, gentlemen, enjoy the game tonight. It's fun to see your face for the first time this week, and we'll be back with you all on Friday for game four. Chris, yeah. you can, you can um, find him on Twitter at FarleyBets. Alex is at underscore noops. I'm at Kate Constable. And follow us at BetUSTV on Twitter as well. And uh, we'll see you all back here on Friday. Have a good night.